another fantastic edition of the Nerd Watch. I, of course, am G Money. I am joined by three, nay, four, nay, five great men tonight. Um, format is four, in the house. Four great and one sort of great. Uh, <laughs> not naming names. Format. All right, not naming names. Format is in, the house. <laughs> is in the house this evening, <laughs> along with the one and only Gannon in the house as well. We have got Alika, the man who is the owner and proprietor of Maui Comics and Collectibles, is here as well. And Silent Sean is in the house tonight as well. As always. He is always here. So, uh... We uh, hope you guys had a good week. There's a lot of stuff to cover. Um, we will uh, be talking about that very shortly. But first, Alika, in your store, someone has hallowed the halls of this store who is, I would have to assume, would be the partial inspiration for you to start this store. Am I not correct? Well, no. Not well, well, I'm totally wrong. <laughs> Screw it. We're starting over. No, just kidding. Retcon. Retcon. My, my mentor, Bruce Ellsworth. Yes. And he were definitely good friends for a very long time. He had his own store, um, Mr. Howard. And Howard, your last name. Rockman. Howard Rockman. That's right, Rockman. So tell tell everybody tell everybody two things, just in case people are listening on the mainland and such, who Bruce Ellsworth is. Bruce Ellsworth was my mentor, Bruce Ellsworth III. He was, you know... Comic book owner, comic comic book book store owner. Tropics Comics in the mainland. Mm -hmm. Um, Florida, I think, is where they started, right? And a rock artist. And definitely a rock artist. He played regularly with, like, uh, Chuck Berry, I believe he played with, as well as... What? B.B. King, Stevie Ray Vaughan. And he's got stories about going down to Jamaica and hanging out with Eddie Graham and stuff, and... That is crazy. He's that just is a fantastic. fun guy to talk story with sometimes. That is a fantastic. But the man who is also uh, someone who's known Bruce for a long time and also an avid comic book man himself. Howard Rockman, definitely. And um, your comic store was Over the Rainbow Comics? I had Over the Rainbow in Albuquerque. And uh, this is in the mid-80s. Right, right. the 90s. Yeah. And it was much like a Leica store here, except... You, you know, you carry a lot of things that weren't even invented or on the market back then. Yeah, but Nintendo wasn't really... No. <laughs> We're talking Atari days, yeah. okay? The, um, the cover price on books when I closed my store was, believe it, 75 cents. Shut up. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And now if I see a comic with 75 cents on the cover, I'm like, give me that collection. <laughs> Right, because it's at least 20 bucks or something. Yeah. Gotta be. Crying out loud. Well, uh, Mr. Rockman, thank you for uh, uh, being on the show tonight. You can Chime call in. Me Howie. I can call you Howie. All right, I'll call you Howie. It's okay. Very com- you're, a, you're a comic book man. You are still an avid comic book collector, I'm assuming. I, I collect other things, but I still play with comic books all the time. And Wow. I've we been- were talking about earlier today, you just you can't even get away from it. Really? No, it, once it's in your blood, it's there. <laughs> and even not having the pleasure of being able to run a store because of my health, right? I still do eBay and things like that, and I'm always hunting for books. Well, I'm certainly sure Alika is more than happy to have you live through him while he runs the store, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm happy to have him. He definitely, <laughs> I need the advice. Like like I said, Bruce passed away in 2013, and, uh, and, right, um, right, right. and when he passed... Uh, we the store was only just an idea. Right, right, right. And um, you know, I kind of needed help, and he had just passed away. I'm like, what do I do? I did all this stuff on right. my own. Now having Howard here, who's had his own store, successful store for so long, and um, right, you know, that professional advice on Maui. So much, yeah. Well, he is uh, on the mainland. Yeah. Right, right, right. Of course. So it's not easy building up a business, especially a comic book business. So uh, to both of you gentlemen. Uh, that, that's a that's a that's not a small feat, especially in this day and age of digital media. So, uh, uh, props to you guys for sure, absolutely. So, uh, Alika, thanks for bringing him. And I'd love to, by the way, when we have an opportunity, I'd love to have him back, and we'll kind of do a uh, comic centric uh, podcast about uh, what comic books are like, yeah, were like, too, right? um, what it was like to own a comic book store back then, and where we see comics going. From here, which would be kind of great. And hey, you guys would be in for that, Gannon. Of Corman? course, yeah, that'd yeah, sure. be great, man. So we'll talk oh, about that. Wait, wait, I hate comics. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Comics? Ugh, I'm too so cool on? for that kind of thing now. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, there is no better time than the present. Uh, every single Wednesday here at Maui Comics and Collectibles, you're going to want to take a look at. Uh, 
New Comic Book Wednesday with Alika. Uh, come on down if you're in the area at 333 Dairy Road on the island of Maui. You can actually uh, visit him on Facebook as well, Maui Comics and Collectibles. Uh, if you have any questions, message him there as well. He's got all kinds of comics. He's got uh, he's got some fairly rare comics, and he's uh, uh, he's got uh, a lot that are being consigned to him as well. And he's got uh, some cool collections, Days of Future Past ones up there. right Yes, now. he does, yeah. and he's and he's I, still got the Daredevil collection of all, of every single Daredevil, the whole yeah, one. We were trying to put the. The word out there for for that. That is amazing. It's amazing stuff. So uh, check him out uh, online at uh, on Facebook.com um, slash Maui Comics and Collectibles. And, uh, of course, if you're in town, please come on by 333 Dairy Road, Maui Comics and Collectibles. I guarantee you, you can't miss it. So, gentlemen, it's been quite a week. First off, uh, this is the supposed to be the short pod for the week because we're doing a commentary tonight, but... There's a lot of stuff going on. First, we're going to have, uh, later on in the show, I hope, Alika, you're ready, top five movies of the summer and the bottom two movies of the summer. Uh, somebody's laughing. That means uh, <laughs> someone's not prepared. He's choking. <clears throat> Hit oh. him on the back, sir. We don't oh, want I'm sorry. dying in the middle of the podcast. I, I, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, so, uh, before we get into that, first of all, how was everybody's week uh, format? How was your, your week this week? What would you end up doing? Uh, it was good. <laughs> good? Uh, went to see Straight Outta Compton the second time. And? Movie holds up. Does it hold up? Uh, are the 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 folks that you went with, did they seem to enjoy it as well? Uh, they did. They did. Good. It was uh, their first viewing. They enjoyed it a lot. Um, as always, when when we're done uh, watching movies with friends, we have a long winded uh, roundtable discussion mm. about Man, uh, everything microphone. that was there, and it was good. Yeah. Uh, so, more importantly. Would your score be affected by watching it the second time? No, same. Same? Yeah. There, okay. There's a lot of stuff that I feel they, they could have added. Not not tacked on in you know to the end or anything, but right. uh, like during the uh, duration of the movie, they could have added more to it. And I don't think, like, if they had extended it to like a three-hour movie, right. I think it would have benefited greatly. Yeah, because it never feels like it's two and a half hours, right, like it exactly. never did. My question is this. Uh, does our friend who's been on the, the commentary for uh, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, DJ Blast, did he also like the film? He did. Good. Yeah, Good. he did. He, he'd be the most critical because he is a, a music, oh, yeah. a music, Believe he's me, a music snob. I, 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 oh, man. He just did not <laughs> let up. When the movie was done, he just kept going on and on about... <laughs> What things were changed and what things, you know, were uh, looked good and, and all of that. But uh, in the end, he said he really enjoyed it. Good, good. So. Uh, Gannon, did you happen to see... Um, <laughs> I didn't get to see Straight Outta Compton yet, no. Okay, well, here's the thing. I, I want to do two things before we get started, because I don't want to forget. You did see a movie, though, this week. I did, you I did. did. And I want to know about it. First off, we keep forgetting to play What Would Barry Rate It? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Barry, as you know, is out on hiatus for a while, dealing with some personal issues uh, uh, with him and his family. Uh, he'll be, he may be He's joining us. The mob. That's right. He may, be, <laughs> he may be lucky enough to He's join us for the commentary for next month. <laughs> <laughs> right. He is. But here's the thing um, if we were Professor Barry, mm-hmm. Alika, you included, what would Professor Barry rate straight out of Compton? I think he would give it a two. You think so? Yeah. Interesting. Because it's did not, he review it's not, already? He did not. I, oh. I, I have not seen one yet from him. I, I, I keep I keep close tabs on Mr. Morris. <laughs> He's always doing those looking Stalking bats. even. Yeah. I, <laughs> some may say uncomfortably stalking mm-hmm. even. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, you say two. Mm-hmm. I am going to say... That he's going to say it's one of the more it's one of the better summer better movies of the summer, and he's going to give it a two and a half. <laughs> that's what I think. Hmm? Better movie of the summer, and still two and a half. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's Professor wow, Barry. The bar sure. is set so low. I know. What 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 do you say? What would Barry rate it, Gannon? How should I know? I didn't even see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. You didn't. Malika, <laughs> what would you? What do you think Professor Barry would rate it? I prefaced my original rating with "I'm not a cinema guy," so like. <laughs> 
I just have no frame of reference. <laughs> I was going to say, if, with actual taste is going to If you're not a film snob, good choice. Yeah, if you're not a film snob, you don't think of that stuff. That's true. That's a good point. So, okay, so, all right, so let's say Barry would rate it about a two, two and a half. That's a, that's yeah, you already have an average going there. Right? We do. Yeah. We already do. Amongst right. two people, but still. And still. <laughs> Professor Barry, with his, his with as educated he is about cinema, having a degree in it, I would say that he counts as And a lover people. of hip-hop, as we all know. Absolutely. <laughs> He's a total lover of hip-hop. What you really need to ask him is if he thinks it's better than House Party. <laughs> that's a good point. We shall do that next time. There is no way. <laughs> <laughs> he would never, he would never say that. There is no way. <laughs> Um, Gannon, you did see a movie this yes, week. I did. Not straight out of Compton. No, I didn't. What did you I went see? and saw Sinister 2. Sinister oh, 2. Nice. Um, okay, listen. I am a huge Sinister fan. I like that movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought Ethan Hawke was good. The acting was good. I thought that the uh, the mood was set that was set was very good. Best thing I can tell you, if you want to preserve that memory, don't see the second one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's not the kind of sequel that taints the original, but it doesn't even get close to what the first one was. Okay, so they, what? They, 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 there's an attempt gotcha. to, to recreate, you know, whenever they would show those films. Mm. But the means by which they get to it this time out is it just like the whole film for me felt like a direct-to-video, like a decent direct-to-video sequel. So what did they? What did, what did they do wrong? What was it that they were? What were the attempt was? What were they doing? The, wrong? F- the film focuses more on the two children that are, that this mother has been trying to hide from their abusive father. She's on right. the run. She's keeping these two kids from. Them. So the movie the, the movie tends to come back to those two kids. So what you're really getting to see is, if you remember the first one, the daughter was basically the one that was recruited by Bagul, as we know. Right, of course. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> More than two years old. So essentially what the second one's trying to show you is what that might have been like by them being visited by these other kids that they see in the films. And they're showing them the films. And mm. it's it, when you say it out loud, it sounds interesting, but when you watch the movie, like it just felt like it was this strange kids movie in the middle of a horror movie film. So... It almost correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like it seems like it's a it's a boogeyman kind of movie. Yeah, but like I said, it, it seems to lean so much more on being a kids kind of film, but it's not at the same time. Because like I said, it, it centers around these kids. So like whenever they're visited, they're having conversations. with But these this is dead an R rated movie. It is. But like I said, it, it feels like a haunted house PG thirteen film, but it's not. Really? It, it, they're aiming at something different than what the movie is. Wow. That's the best I, way I can think to describe it. So do you think that someone that has seen Sinister would be upset uh, at watching Sinister 2? I was let down. I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but I was I was very let down because I thought Sinister was a very strong movie. Because just the tone and the mood. Like, you take Ethan Hawke out of it. You take, you know, performances out of it. Right. You, you know, the movie loses its footing a little bit towards the end. Even the first one does. Is Bagul even scary? The monster Bagul? You know, I didn't even think he was scary in the first one, honestly. Hmm, I did. I thought the I thought footage that they were showing is what was frightening. I thought right. the music that they were using was frightening. Right. The Bagul thing, okay, cool. That was fine. Right, right, right. But he reminded me so much of the vampire from Subspecies. Interesting. He looks right. so much like him that I couldn't really remove the two. I never thought of that. He, he kind of does. does. He does. Um, but, I mean, it's fine. It's a good image. So, in Gannon's movie gallery, uh-huh. how many uh, how many stars does this thing get? I'd give it a two. Really? Because the, the performances in it are good. Like It has good connective tissue from the first one into the second one, but... I just feel like the way they aimed at telling the story for the second one, it it does the same mistake that most horror movies make, where you're t- you're trying to over-explain your villain too much. For sure. So the, there's the commitment to character. And yeah. Such once you're having to good. explain how this stuff works, it's not that scary anymore. For sure. For yeah. Sure. That like makes if you sense. were to explain how exactly it is that Freddy's in the dream world and killing people, it becomes less interesting to you. That is a good point, I, and I think that's why I'm such a big uh, fan of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street yeah, 3. because it captures your imagination. If somebody spells yeah. it out for you, then right. you're not required to really even think about right, it. Right, right, absolutely. So, uh, two stars. Format, were you interested? Did you watch the first one? Were you interested in Sinister at all? I watched the first one. I can't wait for number six. <laughs> <laughs> With it, uh, the vulture. And, uh, <laughs> so this is, a, this is non-franchise material is what we're saying. It, it stops here. It's got to. Like I said, I mean, it's weird. It, it, when I watched the movie, it, it really felt like a direct-to-video or DVD movie. Okay, I've got a tougher It didn't question. feel strong enough to be coming out at the end of the summer. Tougher question. Will we see a Sinister 3 or a Gallows 2 uh, first? I, I, would, uh, I hope neither. <laughs> but Sinister, I mean, but Sinister still has potential to, to change course. Okay. You, there, somebody could probably come along and maybe still tell a decent story for Sinister 3. It's not hmm. that bad of a movie where you couldn't maybe try to explore something else. You see a bit of hope. 
A little bit. Good. Because, you know, I, it, the concepts are interesting. It's just, mm-hmm. like I said, once you start explaining too much of it, once you start showing how that stuff works, it's just, it loses me. That makes sense. All right, well, I'll wait for video then. I like it when it captures my imagination, not tells me. Right. That makes sense. That, yeah. that absolutely makes sense. So uh, stay away from that until uh, it comes out on video. I, I would guess. say if you love Sinister 1, don't watch Sinister 2. If you really, really love Sinister One, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, that's what you did this weekend. That's what I did. All right. Well, uh, did you? Did uh, Simon Sean also go? Yes, she was with us. Uh, did he enjoy it? Did you? He did. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought he was your uh, your advocate. I had no His idea. Proxy. <laughs> your proxy. Um, also, speaking of advocates, this weekend. Uh, I, I did something, uh, I did two things. First off, uh, I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan. I love, I love, I'm, I'm an old soul at heart. Like, I like Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole. I'm a very old soul. I watched, I sat down and watched the director of uh, the Scientology uh, uh, documentary. Um, uh, the What is it called? Scientology in the Prison of Belief, Alex Gibney. He did a four-hour documentary on the life of Frank Sinatra. I know this is not nerd territory, but I just thought I'd share it because it's what I do. It's nerdy that you're talking long. about it. Four-hour <laughs> documentary. I was completely enthralled. I actually got sucked into a Sinatra documentary on HBO that was recently. That's the one I'm is talking about. It's called yeah. All or Nothing I, at All. Or yeah, All, exactly. or, That's all or Nothing yeah. at All. I, I got caught watching like an hour of it. And I, you know, I'm not a huge Sinatra fan. Like, he's kind of like in the background. I'm a, I'm a huge I'm a huge Sinatra fan. Um, I have to tell you that it, it felt I wanted to watch the next one because it's a two parter. It's two hours, and then part one is two oh, hours, okay, okay. and part two is two hours. Amazing doc. His life is amazing, and uh, it's authorized by the family. And what's cool is is they do, they don't hold back. They don't sugarcoat. They tell you that they, they let you know things that aren't really great about Frank, and even his son Frank Sinatra Jr. refers to his father as two different people. There's dad, and then there's Frank. There's two different people, so it's really cool. You hear Tina, you hear, uh, you hear about his, you hear. Anyway, I'm not gonna go on because I, I know their nerds are gonna fall. We got a lot to talk about. I love. There's that people Frank, who nerd out on Frank Sinatra. I love that yeah. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, like my grandparents. Old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old, old music, you know? yeah. I, I love it. Uh, if you have a chance to watch it, it's on HBO. Alex Gibney did a great documentary on him. I loved it. Um, by the way, speaking of HBO, NFL starting up. Watch started watching NFL Hard Knocks again. I'm, I'm the two new episodes, and there's one brand new one tonight. I know I'm a huge NFL. This is Nerdwatch. I know. Sorry, watch. sorry, sorry. I just want to let. I just want to get it out there. This is nerdy. This weekend was also two fantastic pay per views. One better than the other. Uh, formats with me on this because he saw it as well. Uh, we had NXT Takeover in Brooklyn, and we had SummerSlam this weekend. Um, and if you're anywhere near being a wrestling, wrestling. fan, I know like I know it's wrestling, but is wrestling nerdy? Listen, wrestling is super you nerdy. Watch yeah, <laughs> listen, Sean, you said too much. Um, so <laughs> we like it when you're silent. Yeah, I thought you were silent. <laughs> yeah. I know I asked you the question, but not so silent, Sean. Well, I like wrestling too. Yeah, see, there you go. Sean loves wrestling. See, look at that. Even silent Sean loves. He wrestling. just loves the image of two guys rubbing on each other. And listen, <laughs> listen. And there's nothing wrong with that. I will not stand yeah, for this. I will not stand. For as long this. as they're in the ring, the there's nothing wrong with it. I am a. Uh, I have been a huge wrestling fan. I think Format has been too. We like the art of wrestling. Oh, in the eighties, I was a big fan of I, wrestling. I you still am. Be, there are such characters. I, I will love mm-hmm. wrestling. I, I, I will love wrestling to the day I die. Um, the match. I always say this. The match that changed my life was Randy Macho Man Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania three. That changed my mind about wrestling, and I've always loved the art form of it and the story that it tells. And I will never, ever. Lose my passion for wrestling. Love it. But anyway, uh, hey, NXT TakeOver, what's that? Howard just told me that he got to see Andre versus the Hulk. Is that WrestleMania? What? what? That That's WrestleMania 3. Yeah. You were there? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I was going to say. Was, this was just a regular An match. An exhibition match. Oh, really? Yeah. They were, Randy the Macho Man but, was there. Jimmy Snuka. Wow. All the old guys were there. And Man. Just to see Andre pick up the Hulk and body oh. slam him. I had a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old that just... They say that television did no justice to how big Andre the Giant was. No, not really. Oh, my gosh. I am envious. I am a... 
I, I try to go to every single uh, wrestling event there is here in the islands. My, it's it. Listen, part of it once again is my dad's fault. My dad got me into wrestling, even though he's fallen away. I, my love for it has grown. I loved it. <laughs> uh, this weekend's pay per views were fantastic. The NXT Takeover with the uh, the Young Bucks was fantastic on Saturday. SummerSlam with the uh, with Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, great match. That whole pay per view is good. What do you think about it, format? Did you enjoy it? Um, I enjoyed it, but I think it was more so because of the people I was with. Uh, it's always yeah. the company that makes the pay-per-view Absolutely. as good I as I agree. I agree. Um, but out of the two, I actually enjoyed the NXT uh, TakeOver better than the WWE uh, I'm SummerSlam. with you as well. I'm with you as well. Uh, the ladies' match from that pay-per-view between Sasha Banks and Bayley was a showstopper. Amazing stuff. Definitely. So, um, anyway... Uh, I'm going to save that for WrestleCast. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Spandex cast. Spandex, right, 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 right. Um, anyway, um, moving on to bigger and better things. Um, I know we got our top five movies coming up here shortly. I do want to mention <laughs> something to all of you guys that was very interesting. Um, we are on several, we're on iTunes, uh, we're on the Maui Watch app. Uh, I also upload us to what's called Audio Boom. It's a cool little. Um, it's a cool uh, uh, application that ba- it's based out of the UK. It's a it's an internet website, and I load up all our podcasts on the Audio Boom. It's a great. If there's an app for your phone, you can use it. All kinds of uh, podcasts are up there as well. Uh, I use it all the time. If you ever want to use it, it's called AudioBoom.com. You can look it up on uh, iTunes, or excuse me, you can look it up on your uh, App Store or the Google Play Store. But what's really cool is this. On the NerdWatch Audio Boom page, this may not mean anything, but I think it's still pretty cool for us. One of our followers on Audio Boom is the Bugle. Okay, the Bugle the is Amazing Spider-Man. No, the Daily. <laughs> yeah, the Daily, the Daily Bugle. Bugle? C- close. The Bugle happens to be a podcast, a a par- not a parody, but a a lighthearted podcast in the vein of the Daily Show. Oh. With John Oliver. Huh. Um, I don't know if this means much to anything to anybody. I could just be blowing this out that's of proportion. A, but somebody like John Oliver and the Bugle are following the Nerd Watch. And I was really I was really stoked about that. I kind of thought that was cool. We're going to be views. famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. God, we're going to be famous. We're just going to keep working at it. It's um, not the John Oliver. It's the John Oliver that works in the mailroom. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Some guy who's moderating right, the, right, the Bugle, right. the Bugle okay. uh, audio boom thing. This so makes sense. It was really cool. I thought it was could really awesome. Could be a lot awesome. of guys named John Oliver. <laughs> That's right. Just, to be, be. just to be honest. It totally could be. But the, the Bugle is John Oliver's podcast that he does. It's kind of uh, in the vein of a lighthearted news and things of that nature. So cool. I thought that was really cool. I thought I mentioned that. Neat. Yeah. So uh, 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 the, this, this pod does not fall on deaf ears, as it were. So I, I figured that you guys would think that was pretty cool. So hopefully we'll get more. I thought more we were just doing this for fun. I didn't what? think we were. Yeah, I know, right? I like doing this for fun. I think it's great. We're going to take these pods, bury them in the yard. I don't even listen to these. It's like the best part of my week. Listen, don't admit that on the pod. Oh, right, right. Fame and fortune. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. Fortune and glory. That's right. You guys got to say, you listen to every single one as soon as I put them up on Wednesday. They're all gold. They're all gold. They're all gold. Truth, <laughs> truth justice, and the American way. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, very cool stuff, I thought. Um, so I wanted to get that out there and um, be done with it. Well, um, transitioning over to something that's very, uh, very cool. Uh, we are now slowly getting back into the fall. And with that comes television. Okay. Uh, the premiere of a brand new television show has made it onto AMC. It is a spinoff uh. of The Walking Dead, and it premiered on Sunday night, and it's called Fear the Walking Dead. There's a couple of uh, character actors and uh, mostly no names. It's about what happened before the zombie outbreak or how it happened. Um, the beginning anybody, days. The beginning days. of anybody get a chance Zero? to watch it? Kind pretty of, much, sort of yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Did anybody get a chance to see it? Yes. I, I missed oh. it. I followed the story up until the actual Incident. date and then I, I, I completely missed it. I Something it. else came up and I, I watched I, it for I, 10 minutes, realized nothing was happening and decided not to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay, so was it so, after ten yes. minutes, right? All right, so <laughs> Alika, what did you think? Is what did you think of uh, of the show? I mean, it, the way the zombie apocalypse is going to happen—that's mm-hmm. how it's going. That first episode, and there's a quote in the promos that says, "Once it starts happening, it happens fast." And that's the thing you got to realize is that first episode is everybody in the last day of calm, and then throughout the episode, point. throughout the episode, 
you're getting inklings. There's only a couple zombies out there right now that are people who are zombified and whatever doing their right. thing. And, you know, the population is still going about its business. This is, a, this is in L.A. And so, right. And so, but you see the two zombies, you see the havoc that those two scenarios are causing. And, and at, by the end, you're just like, this is going to go down very quickly. I see, I see this program getting better over time. Yeah. I do. I really, and I think really they do. picked a great core story family. Right. Um, they've got a couple of people they follow around, but the, one of the main families they follow around is just... I, I think they did a, a good job with the... It was like a drug-addicted son who's trying to get off of it. Correct. And um, the husband and the wife. Where it's it's like a new boyfriend, not a real... Kirkman. Not really the guy's dad. Yeah, Kirkman uh, made this... This is the first time he's made a, made uh, something that is actually completely for television. This is this is something he wrote for television. It's not a comic. Right. It's not something that comes from... Uh, it just comes straight from his mind. It, it's an offshoot of The Walking Dead. Which is very kind of cool, I think. So it's, uh, he's can he's can playing I spoil with spoiler some, something. Uh, well, sure. It's still pretty fresh. That it's show. Fresh. Know, you got to wait two years, right? Like, <laughs> me and Foreman didn't even technically watch it yet. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's, it doesn't really spoil any of the plot line. Okay. No, there's zombies in the episode. I spoiled that part. Are zombies, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> so they were talking leading up to the episode how the zombies are going to look different because they're fresher. They're not rotted people. Oh they're right, right, right. And I read so that too. Definitely, it's definitely a different feel to the violence and the action. Um, people don't know what zombies are. They don't know how to kill them. Right. People are like baffled at what they are right now. They, there's viral videos of zombies going around and stuff like that. But um, by the end of the episode, you see the family who were all thinking that, you know, this guy's crazy, thinking that there's zombies. Nobody's seen a zombie. And then they see it in that moment where they see it, and then you feel like you're seeing it for the first time. Like, you get that reaction. Really? But if oh, cool. if the zombie apocalypse were going down, and this is how I found out, like the next day, I would expect to be complete and total, utter apocalypse, a chaos. And so the next episode is what I'm really, really waiting for because that one I feel like it's going to go down and it's well, going to go down fast. Well, here's the thing, uh, just just for a bit of news for you, uh, Fear the Walking Dead set an all-time cable ratings premiere record. That's why I feel like I can't spoil it. Everybody's seen it, by yeah. Now. It, I, I it, can't believe that I'm the only one at this table who hasn't. Yeah, seen it. It, it launched with 10.1 million viewers. Um, it's it, it's a huge, especially during the summertime. Uh, th- yeah. That's a big deal. Um, so here's my question. Here's my question for all you gents um, who uh, who watch these shows. Headshots. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> the walking no? the, oh. the Walking Dead will be starting up shortly. I think that, and you you know, if you guys like that, let me know. I think we should start watching a show. That we all should watch together and kind of report on it. I mean, I'll give you my report right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, not the one, but I'm, I'm saying Walking Dead. No, I'm saying the new season. Of oh Walking yeah, definitely. Do, do, okay. And so we all know the village that they're in, the town they're sure. in, right. has been sheltered since the beginning. Right. You remember her saying that. Right. What if we see them in Fear the Walking Dead as they put up the walls and Interesting. they escape harm? And they're all living in this utopian town. Interesting. So we'll see their story from two angles. From the utopia right. up until Rick guys get there. And then in Walking Dead from when Rick guys get there and ruin their lives. That's amazing. Well, here's the thing. What I'm saying is is that I think uh, starting when Walking Dead starts that we should all just watch it and on Tuesday report on that one show. No problem. Well, okay, good, good. Uh, you know, there's so many shows. There's Probably. Flash yeah, and there's, there's Arrow. So many shows. There's so many shows and I just want to make sure that we all well, at least... count on me for Arrow. That's Arrow what I'm saying. Like I'm so far behind and I'm not I, I'm thinking. Can, can, can we count you in for that? So the Flash, be... yeah, the Flash. Sure. Gannon, I think uh, the Flash is a guarantee. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll count Gannon. How about you, Format for Walking Dead? Can we count everybody in? Silent Sean, can we count you in for the Walking Dead, man? For oh, Fear fantastic. or for the Walking Dead? For the Walking Dead, because uh, mm. we already started Fear, and I, I want to make sure everybody's caught up on it and everything. You know, we could do it every week if we want to, because mm. I know Alika's going to watch it. But I'm saying in the near future, I don't. I want to make well, sure. I'll just have Alika watch it, and then you can tell me what happened. <laughs> he actually just sold us on it. I didn't even like no, the two right? minutes I all saw. Right, all right, all right. All right, so maybe we'll start reporting Fear of the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead coming next week. Thanks, Alika. Thanks a lot, Alika. <laughs> Your listeners are going to thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah they're, gonna, they're definitely going to thank you for, for sure. So um, I'm very excited to see uh, what Fear the Walking Dead has in store. I think it's only six episodes, I think. Uh, really? So it's not that it's not that very it's not that much for the first season. Well, that's what they did for the first season, the first. Yes, they did the for, show. For and then the they started show. tacking on episodes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then breaking it up into eight eight episodes and eight episodes. Right, right, yeah. right. So uh, nothing new, but uh, I could see that happening. Uh, well, we're in. We're we're going to be a Walking Dead pod, so that'll be fun. 
Yeah. The potting dead. The potting <laughs> dead. The potting dead. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Very good stuff. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, moving on from television to movies, uh, trying to get this uh, uh, ball rolling. Uh, big news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that sit at this table. Um, ladies? <laughs> and, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's right. He's being sensitive. Get your ladies, uh, bring your ladies close oh, to the headphones here because uh, this is some good news. Uh, <laughs> Civil War, X-Men, and Suicide Squad are done. They The production is over. They have wrapped. Right. Uh, They're so not coming out. They, awesome. <laughs> All three, right? Yeah, that's right. Last day of filming, guys. They finally listened (laughs) after what they did to the Fantastic Four. Let's not even go through it. The Fantastic (laughs) Four had an overarching Hollywood studio in a panic. (laughs) (laughs) Had Hollywood in a panic. We can't release comic book movies anymore after the Fantastic Four. (laughs) That's awesome. But uh, listen, uh, uh, is it early? Isn't it still kind of early to be rapping on these movies? Nah, or is it, they got or is a lot it, of work to do in post. Yeah, maybe you're right. And Lasers Civil War has and... been going for a while, too. Mm-hmm. Civil War has been, been, I think, going the longest. That's, a lot, of, that's yeah. a lot of schedules to balance, too, with all those actors in it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. And then uh, X- X-Men, um, uh, not Days of Future Past, but what the heck am I thinking of? X-Men Apocalypse. Right. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse is uh, also wrapped, and he's got some really big practical sets on that bed. Well, he even Instagrammed it. Uh, I haven't had a chance to put it up on the Nerd Watch yet, but uh, Apocalypse, I don't know. I'm I'm a little iffy about it. I mean, it's done, and it was like we just heard about it like like a month and a half ago. Did Future Fast get any sense of goodwill out of you that he knows what he's doing at this point? No, he. I, I agree. I'm with you on that. I'm totally with no. you. What, but what I'm saying is, is that we just heard about this film like two months ago, and now all of a sudden it's done. Yeah, Is that weird? Or, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird to me. I I, I don't know. I, now that it's done, I, I I'm kind of I'm I'm a little worried now. Um, so, but Suicide Squad is uh, headed out of Toronto. Jared Leto cut all his hair off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, um, I hope I hope Suicide Squad gets cut together into being a decent film. Um, so you know, that's that's what you can hope for. I wonder how wonder how much is he back to normal then? Yeah. I, I would say, based on all the behind-the-scenes stuff we've been seeing for that movie, it does. They genuinely seem like they had a good time making this movie, so that'll probably leak over onto the audience. That is true. It. Do you think? I mean, for the Suicide Squad, especially, do you think there's a lot of post-production to do? Do you think? There's I would imagine not. I can't see that being a CG-heavy kind of film. Right. right. I really don't, because I mean, Killer Croc's completely cro- practical. I didn't see right. that happening at all. Right. 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 I didn't think we'd ever see a Killer Croc in a movie at all. Right. And, um, yeah, so it's it's kind of cool. It seems to be all practical. I can't imagine there'd be a lot of CG effects in that film. A very, a very different Killer Croc. They're that, very Earth-based movie. villains in this whole mm-hmm. film. You're, you're absolutely right, as opposed to the ones we get in, like, mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum. I mean, the most CG <laughs> you might have is Batman's cape. Because we've seen a lot of stuff where he's on the top of Joker's car. He doesn't have a cape on, but when you watch the trailer, he's got it on. That there. is very mm-hmm. true. So here's... Here's my question. Now that this is all done, do we get in, do we get to see we get to see Batman, but do we get to see Superman? He's in already said he's not in that movie. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, already, yeah, he's already said he's not yeah. in that movie. He's already confirmed. Well, I mean, there's no movie if he shows up. Mm, good point. Suicide Squad starts messing some stuff up. Superman shows up. Like, all right, there's the uh, credits. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> not like Deadshot. He just shoot snaps him in the all their necks and. Right, they may be the. Like, this is squad. my answer for everything. Now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Superman's a murder squad. He yeah. just <laughs> he just kills them all. That's insane. <laughs> so Suicide Squad is done. I'm uh, I'm I'm actually looking forward to Suicide Squad. I'm a little worried about X Men and of course Ghostbusters is still shooting though. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Ghostbusters, no. It's that done. That's wrapped oh, as well. Never mind. Oh, I was going to get to that. Spoiler. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Civil War is done. Now that has a lot of post production. To do, no doubt. Yeah, no so doubt um, I, I'm not surprised that that's um, that's already wrapped. Uh, I'm just surprised that we have yet to see anything or hear anything about what Peter Parker is going to be doing in the movie. I thought we would have heard something. He's shooting in Germany. Well, he was shooting in Germany, so it, it goes to show you right there. Spider-Man's in the movie a little bit more than just one cameo. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, it, this is definitely not a cameo. He might have a few scenes. Yeah, I mean, even uh, Marissa Tomei is supposedly on set shooting. She, you know, he may be the catalyst in. I mean, in this Marvel universe, he may be the catalyst for the Civil War. It's possible. It's possible. It'd be a weird place to throw Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but why not? 
I mean, right. Put him in the turmoil right there. Uh, you don't need to over-explain that character anymore. We've already gone through two origin stories in, in the films anyway. Right. I think if I, if I, I see... I want to see it, Uncle Ben die again. I know. Right. But now he gets to be a younger, <laughs> good-looking guy now. It was traumatic. <laughs> Let's put it this it's way. It was traumatic in the yeah. comics that I read when I was a kid. It was traumatic in the 1960 uh, Spider-Man cartoon that I used to watch as a kid. It was traumatic in the, in the 90s <laughs> when Sam Raimi shot it. And it was traumatic once again. <laughs> to see it in just a few years ago in the Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I don't. If, th- if there's two origin stories that I could not see ever again, it Spider-Man. would be Spider-Man and Batman. And Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I got it. I, I get it. And we're gonna get his origin story yet again. <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Oh my god! Yet again. Zack Snyder Pearl's just going. Zack Snyder just can't stop himself. It's like I get to direct Batman. I'm telling the origin story again. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> you know that's what he was thinking. It's like you know what? This is gonna be my version. I don't even care if you guys have seen this hundred times. So uh, we're gonna get a female scream. We're gonna get pearls. Pearls. In, pearls in the spotlight uh, falling onto the but probably uh, from a different Jeff, Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Thomas Wayne though. That is that is true. That is true. That's a cool choice for for Thomas Wayne. That is a, that is a cool that choice. That guy could have played Batman in his own right. Once again, if they swerve us and Thomas Wayne becomes Batman, that would be awesome. Flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. Well, I mean, there's already that rumor that it's actually Jason Todd that's Joker that's been floating around lately. You've seen this, right? No. Yeah, I, I heard it too. The, 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 Please inform the, us. The, the, key, the key point people keep bringing up is if when you look at the suit in the trailer, there seems to be two places in the shoulders that got <laughs> the shot or holes. Right. And Jared Leto with the shirt off happens to have scars in exactly those two spots. But that can't be Joker's origin. No, no it can't be. Um, Joker, it, the, the, the beauty of Joker, it would Joker be an interesting take. I would want to see what they would do with it. Supposed to be Red Hood going crazy. Who maybe that, and then he's yeah. not really the Joker. Yeah, it, it's not, that's fine. It's not the way I'd want to see Joker handled for the first time in the DC Cinematic Universe. But at the same time, that is what it is. It's interesting enough for, for me to be interested to see where they go with it. I'm just, not what I would want. I'm but still I, gonna I'm curious. watch it, but I would be infuriated the whole time because you can't. Jason Todd is not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, I mean, Jared Leto's in his forties, and <laughs> and everybody's talking all this game about how DC is going to be the real deal when it hits. If if Jason Todd is the Joker, I swear to God. Right. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, that does kind of make sense because that would mean that would mean that there is. A, oh. It doesn't mean that Jared Leto is the Joker. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. That could uh, be that could be the twist to Suicide Squad. That's, that's what not I'm saying. the is, Joker. If he's not the Joker, then that's fine. I'm yeah. happy with that. But if he is the Joker and Jason Todd is the Joker in this universe, then this universe oh, is man. crap, and we should burn it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, if I may, if if I may, that stirred up more anger than Ben. I, I know. Like. My goodness. Let, let me interject here. <laughs> let, let's let's get cooler heads prevail. Everybody, calm down. Okay. <laughs> um, what if this is the way to get uh, immediate tension and um, a protagonist and an antagonist uh, together on screen for the first time? This is a quick way to have that happen because we know Jason Todd and Bruce Wayne already have had clashing of heads. So no, what no, if this no, is no, a... No, 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 no. Batman and Joker do this dance for eternity. Jason okay. Todd is an afterthought from the 1980s. Okay, okay. He is... Not He's a blip on a radar. Yeah. All right, all right. He's just back because Grant Morrison's a wacky guy. No, I know. I just said. <laughs> Listen, I'm just a messenger here. I'm not. I'm not trying to throw this any stones. <laughs> no, I, I know. I just said I'm in support of the idea if they take it someplace interesting. On the opposite end, it would be worse than when the Mandarin turned out to be Trevor Slattery. Hmm. It <laughs> would be worse. Okay with that. I was like, yeah, that would be worse. <laughs> so, so I can see where Leak is coming from. I'm just fascinated to see where the idea could go. But I can see from the other point we of view, like, know already anger that Batman and Joker do this dance for eternity. We have no unless idea you throw him off a church. So wait a minute. There would be no reason for DC to set up a Joker as a faux Joker to get another Joker. That would make sure. Why not? I mean, that would just be kind of crapping on Jared Leto by that point because he is a good actor and I trust him with the Joker. But if he's just a throwaway Joker, then that... I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm having a problem with. That does, make, that does bother me a little bit. Because if, if he is a throwaway... If there's no crowbars involved, I'm out. Right. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. I mean, listen. If he can pull off what he pulled off in uh, Dallas Buyers Club, I'm certainly he can pull off the he Joker. He can pull off a lot. I watched, he got me to watch a movie about a track and field star. <laughs> that's right. Like, that's how great Jared Leto is. Right, right. I watched P. Fontaine. <laughs> you did? Yes. <laughs> And I actually enjoyed it. Oh, oh man. 
just okay, lost a Lico. couple. We'll go ahead and edit <laughs> that out. Sorry. We'll edit that well, right I, out. I'm not trying to earn brownie points with Barry, so leave it in. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> lost a little nerd cred there, just a little bit. Um, Did you watch it on mute? Because that would earn <laughs> so much points. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. So if if the if Jason Todd is, let's say, just if that rumor is true, do you think that there is any way of reversing that, or do you go full on? Jason Todd is the Joker. If you're gonna you do that, to if you on. yeah, you cannot back your way out of it. I would say. Mm-hmm. I think if you're gonna do that, be bold and just do it. Because the reason deal why- with the outrage, deal with people being upset about That's it. That's gonna be an outrage on a magnitude that you're not prepared. To I, I'm like, granted. I'm ready to, to to say this. If if all the fanboys are screaming for Robin to be in this movie. And DC is 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 averse to doing such doing that as such the way they would want it to be done. Why not put him in as the Joker? Because you do get a Robin, and he's in there fighting with Bruce Wayne. But it's not Robin. I understand that. I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm looking at it from another perspective. But there's also no precedent for it. There's not it is a bit of a, there's well, not even any alternate universe where Jason Todd becomes the Joker. Mm. There's all kind. There, Martha Wayne becomes the Joker before Jason Todd. Becomes the Joker. <laughs> that was awesome, by the way. And point. It's true. Jason Todd is never the Joker anywhere. So if this is the first time it happens... That's the other thing. Like, wow. this is a universe where Batman's been Batman for a while. Mm-hmm. So... This goes back to... This goes back to the A original. lot of the history of Batman is going to be very implied history. They're going to give you right. visual clues as what happened, and you as the audience has got to figure out what happened. So I'm sure any most guys like us are going to be like, okay, they're talking about this comic or that story. Right. For but, the casual audience, they're right. not going to really know. Probably. But but that goes back to the, to this, to the issue at hand that we all have. There's no need for Joker to even have an origin. I think that's one of the great mysteries of the comic book that age. That is one of comics' great mysteries. Yeah. No origin for the... I mean, there's been, like, you know, hacky little origins told here and there, like the right. Red Hoods, right. whatever. The Dark Knights in 2009 was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, those are great. And then there's the killing joke, the failed mm-hmm. Santa... But... And it's... Yeah. In the Dark Knight Returns, when Heath Ledger is doing all his phony stories... That's where the Joker's the best. Is where yes. You don't know where the guy's coming from. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a and, total and, creepy. You don't know why. And I, on that on that point, I can agree. I don't think the origin needs. Uh, I don't. Excuse me. I don't think the Joker needs an origin. That's the whole point. He doesn't need an origin story. That that <sighs> makes him more. That makes him a more compelling character. Mm-hmm. So, I think he's um, like I was saying, when you movie, when you to, when you explain your bad guy, right, they become less interesting. Right. Very, very good point. Darth Vader became less interesting once you found out there was an old man in there. That's right. When he, to, did, he, he was less than to a degree once you figured out that was his dad in there. When he, when, it, it, it was right. a sting in Empire Strikes Back, but that whole rest of Return of the Jedi became a lot more sympathetic. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And then when they removed the mask, it's like, oh, yep. that guy's in there? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Well, not so much for this next, uh, excuse me, Star Wars, I don't think. The, with the first order or the new whatever the heck, which is called. not the Empire, as which I've is read, not I've read. the Empire. Mm-hmm. That that was the that was some other big. It news almost seems like they're more no Republic. They sound like they're more of a fanatical base that just wants to finish what the Empire didn't do. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the it's the, actually kind of a cool way to go about it, in my right. opinion. And of course, the good guys are the Resistance. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty common. Well, but yeah. anyway. It's thirty years. They would come up with a different name after a while. You would think so. After right? thirty years, right, right, right. right. I, I would, I would assume so. Um, boy, talk about a transition from, from yeah. <laughs> Joker's origins <laughs> to Star Wars. Jeez, Louise. Um, yeah, but that is big news. I did post that on the Nerd Watch. Uh, we do get the Order and the Resistance in the new Star Wars franchise. And we also found out that J.J. Uh, Abrams is not coming back for Episode Nine, so it's going to be... I can't imagine you want to stay at that franchise for too long anyway, because the thing is, he got shoved through the process so quickly to do Episode Seven. I can't imagine he want to mm-hmm. stick around any longer. Because, yeah, you know, he, he pushed to get the movie to come out the following year, they wouldn't let him do that. You know, he got saddled with a script that he didn't like and ended up having to change it in order to just shoot it. I think he made the best out of it that he could just for this first one, but I can't imagine he'd want to keep working on that. No, that does make sense. Yeah. That absolutely makes sense. Uh, he wanted to do Star Trek Three if they would have let him have the time for it. Oh man, I would love to have seen him do Star Trek Three. I am such a big he, fan of he Star pretty Trek. Pretty much used Star Trek as his like visual resume to do Star Wars. Yeah, yeah he pretty much did. As a matter yeah. of fact, he even threw in R two D two. R two D two was in the first. <laughs> movie. Was in the first Star Trek movie that he did. So uh, yeah, good for him. Or allegedly, I don't know if we could say officially he was, but he totally was. Well, he totally <laughs> was. He, I, I did the slow mo on the Blu ray. I saw him. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly. He I'm was sure Paramount was upset when they found out that was in. 
them. <laughs> I saw the Not space Lucasfilm, junk because they're the ones that put it in there. But <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right, absolutely right. So anyway, uh, our three big movies of the summer of next year are done. Three big movies because, of course, as we know. Batman v Superman is the biggest of the films. Civil War that comes out in the spring though. That does, it does. That it moved up. Its, played its course by the time the summer kicks in. That is very true. Civil War, X Men, Suicide Squad are all done, and then of course we still got uh, Warcraft, which I don't know if it's done not or yet. It's next Christmas, right? Uh, no, that is that is in uh, G. What was it? Did we say it was like in March or June or something? March, I think. Yeah, oh. so something like that. So I thought it was June, but we'll double check. We'll, we'll double check our facts. Later. I mean, I. I know they're done filming. I know there was like some some backdrop stuff that they had to film, but I'm sure they're done with that by Where now. Where did they shoot that, by the way? New Zealand? Uh, Azeroth. Um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, it's a documentary? <laughs> yes, it's a documentary. That place is real? That place is totally it's real. It's so funny, because that's, that's the excuse I would give whenever... Um, a new expansion would come out, and I would uh, request for time off, uh, some vacation days from wherever I was working. All right, all right. They're like, where are you going? I was like, oh, Azeroth. <laughs> oh, yeah? Sounds exotic. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and dangerous. Yeah, that is too awesome. Well, it comes out June 10th, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there yeah. you go. Or gentlemen, sorry, no, because that's you, Ted. Um, so uh, you too, you're a gentleman, yeah, yeah, you Sean, are, you're, you're a gentleman, and, and a scholar, and a scholar. Um, <laughs> not so, so much. No. <laughs> so anyway, it's not um, Professor Sean. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, gentlemen, I hope you're prepared. I've given oh, you time. Uh oh. Top uh-oh. five movies are coming up in mere minutes. <laughs> oh oh no. All right. <laughs> Give everybody a chance. I'm glad I looked it up in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did. But here's the thing. I wanted it's to get into this now. because we are getting back We are getting back Ooh. into the fall season. <laughs> the fall season is here. So that means on the Nerd Watch, we will start talking more about games. Cool. Uh, today, uh, Madden 16 came out. Madden always kicks off the fall season uh, for most people uh, who are sports people. The Madden game came out for Xbox One, sports PS4, ball. sports ball. It's all there. But more importantly, um, some interesting stuff came out as well. Um, Until Dawn has hit PS4 exclusively. We're looking forward to that one. And it's been getting some good reviews. I mean, they're not great, but they're good. They're not They're not over the top. I can't imagine that was going to blow people away. No, absolutely not. It's not the typical genre title that would normally catch people's attention. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, but Until Dawn has gotten some good reviews, and they say it's a lot of fun to play. Uh, and uh, it's uh, very reminiscent of uh, of watching a horror movie, which is very cool. I like that a lot. Um, for those that like the, the game, uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition is out now on next-gen consoles. All of the Gears of War on one disc, and all the multiplayer on one disc for you to enjoy. For multi-console? Yeah, uh, no, just for Xbox. Oh, that's haberdashery. <laughs> Sorry, did I, I didn't mean to deceive. Did not yeah. mean to deceive. But there is another one as well. Dishonored has uh, also uh, been uh, upgraded to the new consoles as well, from the old consoles. And I like Dishonored. I never got to finish it. That's why I'm, I'm playing it as we speak. Hmm. So those, those are the, that Madden officially kicks off the fall season of games uh, as we know sports ball is huge in uh, the states as work mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and people love playing that game I like playing that game once in a while not as much as I used to but I do like playing that game but more importantly next week Tuesday um, I am going to be picking up my copy of uh, Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain the, oh that's coming out already that's coming out September 1st and I haven't even played that other one yet the big oh, Ground Zeroes yeah I didn't yeah. play that it's like yet. a three hour game It's it, you don't have to I mean you, the story if you follow, follow the story listen to Ground Zero or play mm. Ground Zeroes but Phantom Pain comes out there's already reviews out for it um, that that uh, that reputable uh, game reviewers have already put out every single video game review has come out has given that they've given that game a 10 a 10 really uh, it is amazingly cool what Hideo Kojima has done with this series and where it ends up. They say well, they gave it a ten because although it may not be perfect, it is one of the games that you will feel like after you played it that it is perfect. Uh, technically, what I mean is like it That's may not a be tall order. I hate yeah. when they do that. Yeah. So I was like, you Break know, the, the game on what so the game is worth, some, right. not what. You know. They do that a lot, and I think that the the, lag, the the nagging questions for them were that some story threads with Metal Gear Solid, of course, are a little they're a little out there. 
They're a little strange. I mean, that's that's Metal Gear. That's well, Kojima vampires for and then oh yeah, you know, weird monstrous m- things that mechs move and, like cows. Yeah, and it's so weird. But they say the full game grown is full man hiding in a cardboard box. <laughs> it's it's right right, and you can oh, fool soldiers Kojima. with with cutouts of, of pretty women on the boxes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, they said it's a very good game, very good game, and they gave no. it a ten and. Has anybody been saying if it's a good swan song for the franchise? They, most likely it is. They say that it is without a doubt the way yeah. the the way this game ends or the way this game is is a is a great way for him to go out if it is that if that is the case because Konami shopping around other uh, other series that they'd like to get their hands on, but I, I'm I doubt they're. Didn't they that. just put out a thing saying vote for whatever franchise you like to see come yes. back? It's like yeah, yeah. I saw that too. Apparently you haven't been paying attention to the movie or the game that everybody's been looking forward to. That's yeah. not. Coming out anymore. The one that you took the guy's name off of that he made. Yeah. In Japan, they uh, they were so ticked off about it that that they made their own signs that say a Hideo Kojima game and they put it on top of Phantom Pain. So very. I mean, that's off to those guys. Yeah, big respect. Credit, credit where it's due. I will be picking that up just because I think that that's. Something, I don't know if you're going to be picking that up day of, but I'm going to pick that up day of to kind of give you guys a report of what I think of it and things like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely play it. And there's a multiplayer aspect to it which I had no idea existed. So hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's cool. So that comes out next week. We'll talk more about that next week. Alika, you ready, sir? Know you're busy with customers, making deals, turning wheels. <laughs> hustling. Hustling, man, like you do. Um, I got the top five movies of the summer and the bottom two movies of the summer. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, gentlemen, it is time. Drum roll, please. This is where I put in a sound effect. Or maybe not. Who knows? Um... Should you be talking about the sound effect? <laughs> Shouldn't be talking about the sound effect. <laughs> Sorry, totally rude. Top five movies of the summer. We are at the end of our summer season, um, and with that, uh, with that goes along a top five list of what we think were the best movies of the summer, and the top five worst movies. Of, or excuse me, the top, top the bottom, bottom two, two worst movies of the summer. So uh, let's go in. Uh, let's go clockwise. We'll start with format. Format. Your top five movies. Of summer 2015. Uh, in no particular order, uh, Fury Road, mm. uh, Jurassic World, mm. uh, Inside Out, uh, Ant-Man, and Rogue Nation. Ant-Man and Rogue Nation. Ooh, interesting, interesting. I noticed that Straight Outta Compton was not on that list. Uh, no, because that would be like <laughs> seven-ish. Oh, eight. it would be. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. It would be in the top ten that- for the... Summer. That makes sense. Okay, so that was your top. <laughs> that that, was, your, that was your top five, uh, yeah. in no particular order. Okay, I'll right. have an order for you. Okay, uh, Alika. Minor in order. Uh, what are you? What, what are your so, top five movies? Number five, I didn't even see. I saw all the documentaries supporting it, but I did not have access to it, and I am dying to see it. It's okay, The Wolf Pack. Oh, interesting. I never watched it too. I'd like to I see. I watched it. the 2020 interviews with all the kids, and I've been watching like the supporting documentaries on Vice News and all that, and I've just been like dying for it. But it's it's such a limited release kind of thing that it's hard to see, and I'm, I, I want to see it badly. That is the documentary about the those kids, the boys were, that were grew up in an apartment, never seeing the outdoors. Oh, and, that! And their main yeah, yeah actually, I actually and, caught some of that. And they filmed recreations in their house. I mean, mm-hmm. any nerd's got to be like about right. that movie, you know? Okay, so the Wolf Pack that's the coming out on video, I think, too. Uh, number four was on Netflix, and I just saw it by accident, but it was blew my mind. Honest Liar documentary. Oh, you were talking about that. that just got out, yeah. Honest Liar, fantastic documentary. Amazing. And it, the way it just switches tones like 80% through the movie and you're just like, in shock. continues to blow everybody's mind. Yeah, The Amazing, uh, good, good analogy, The Amazing Randy. Yeah, amazing awesome, Randy. awesome, awesome. Uh, what else? Number three is no. Ant-Man. Ant-Man, okay. And, and they gotta have a Marvel movie on there. Um, number two is Straight out of Compton. Wow! <laughs> number two, straight out of Compton. Wow, Look what's at number you. one now? Now oh. we do need a drum now roll. Now we do need a drum roll. What is number one on Alika's top Mad five Max list? Fury Road, baby. Ah, beautiful, sir. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Get it. Sir, your nerd watch top five movies. The, the, the list that I wrote while we did this podcast because I didn't do my homework. <laughs> that list. I also did it. The one we teased for two weeks. <laughs> I've been busy. All right, I, I, I'm sure you have been. I've been busy. All right, so I'm gonna go from five up to one. Okay, good. Uh, I'm gonna put Ant Man at five. Oh, interesting. All right. And 
Uh, it's strange grouping. I didn't mean it to go that way, but for, for far, I picked Avengers, Age of Ultron. Oh, good, good. I mean, I know I had my misgivings of it, and I've, and I've talked some trash about it mm-hmm. from time to time. But out of all the movies I've seen this summer, it, it was satisfying enough to make it up there. Okay. Uh, Jurassic World is my number third, mm. or number three. Three, right. And then uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation for two. Mm. And of course, oh. Fury Road for number one. At least Rogue Nation yeah. made it. Come on. At least, at, least, on. <laughs> at least Mission Impossible Rogue Nation made number two on some list that you have. That's yeah. good. <laughs> um, for my bottom two. Oh, no. Save that. Oh, we're saving. We're saving. Okay, we're gonna go around. All right, all right, all right. All right. Here's my next. here's my top five movies of the summer. Number five. Um, uh, I had them in no particular order, but this is this is the way I ordered them. And number five, people are gonna disagree with me, but I thought Terminator Genesis was great. <laughs> you loved it. I love Terminator Genesis. Loved it. You are not surprised that China is eating it up right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that might be what gets it a sequel. Yeah, they're saying Terminator Genesis was same thing like Pacific Rim. They mm-hmm. didn't they didn't eat it up here, but they ate it up there. Oh, Pacific Rim. Imagine if we Pacific start making so American good. movies not meant for Americans. Like how <laughs> wacky are it's going movies. that way, dude. It is, man. It's, it's going totally that is. way. It totally is. You can't so like, we hate this. Why are they keep making this? Movie? There's a specific reason why there's a few Chinese actors in most American movies these days, so they could sell it over there. <laughs> if I may mention that um, a very close sixth place, like very close, I was debating between the two. Straight Outta Compton was um, was number six. Why like, is it not above? I was going. I don't. I I, I was so close because I had so much fun with Straight Outta Compton. I should Outta just Compton. put it at number one. So <laughs> I could cinch the spot. <laughs> you there. can cinch the spot. Uh, at number four. Um, is uh, it's a heartbreaker for me, but at number four was uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, you know, I don't mean to put it, at the bo- you know, anywhere at the bottom of anybody's list, but Avengers: Age of Ultron was it was you know it was great, good, but it didn't make a huge impact. I, can I say something that's going to ruffle some feathers? I Uh-oh. like Avengers: Avengers: Age of Ultron more than I like the first Avengers. I did. It had more going like, for it. At the yeah. first Avengers, like that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I don't know. There's something about a, the Age vision of was great. Like I love the vision. Oh yeah, but he doesn't beat the whole Avengers. Uh, game oh yeah, I, I can't wait to own that Blu-ray just so I can see all the deleted scenes. I'm so stoked about it. Yeah, all right. I've already seen the gag reel on it. Oh, so did I. Wasn't that great? I didn't like it. It was funny. It was kind of cute. Funny. It was a little cute. Um, I'm up to three. Number three. Number three. Uh, this is a tough. This was a tough call for me, but I'm. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation was at number three. So uh, that goes without saying. I love Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Love that movie. Great summer sequel uh, for me. Number two. Surprising. Surprising. This is a surprising pick for me. Ant-Man was number two for me this year. I thought that that was, this summer, that was an amazing movie. You guys had it on your list. I agree with you. Ant-Man was was fantastic. And the number one movie for me is the same as Alika. Mad Max Fury Road was, without a doubt, the best movie of the summer. That movie... It is absolutely that, Fury Road. that movie is relentless. It keeps it, you on yeah. the edge of your seat. The it's whole time. Watch it again. I'm like craving to watch it again. It comes out next week on Blu-ray and in 3D. I cannot wait to own. It's Mad like Max going Fury to the Road. movies back in the 70s or 80s. Like it feels that it's way. It's so quotable, and it's not worried about being cheesy in that way. Nope. The action is great. The costumes are outlandish. It's it, it's it's brave enough to say this is what this movie is, and you're gonna like it. Great. Yeah. If you don't, then screw you. Exactly. I loved it. That's what I loved about it. I, I love Man Max Fury Road. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> reversing the order, Gannon. All right. Here is your bottom two movies of summer of 2015. What is the worst things you've seen? I'm not this gonna summer? even bother with an order in this one, but it's uh, <laughs> Tomorrowland. Wow. And Gallows. Wow, Tomorrowland. Uh, surprising, because I thought that that was going to be on some of, some people's best of lists this year. <laughs> Tomorrowland had so much potential, but it just falls apart at the end. It just falls apart halfway into that movie. For me, anyway. Like I thought it was going to be a much more promising kind of movie. It's interesting. And it had some good ideas to right. it. But it got so unnecessarily dark in contrast to what they're trying to say of the point of the whole movie was right. that it just derails itself. And the, the plot made itself way too overcomplicated in certain aspects of it. So, that, I don't know. To me, I was, yeah. I, was I think for me, it was just because I was looking forward to that movie to be like the dark horse of the summer. Right. I thought that was going to be, that That could have been the movie that blew people's minds like Mad Max did. It didn't. did not. It did not. There's well, a lot of wasted potential. Disney is losing a lot of ground with their live action properties. I There's mean, the reason they bought Marvel and Lucasfilm, sir. Absolutely. Sarah. I completely agree with you on that. Because they know they can't generate their own material anymore for live action. It's not working out it's for them. It's not working out for them. We're going to see Pirates 5. But, <laughs> but, and yet they canceled Tron 3. Weird. Totally weird. Um, the Pirates so, franchise has been rapidly declining. At least Tron 3, we've been, we only had one yeah, other movie. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so for you, Gallows is another one of those horrible movies. I, can't, I couldn't watch it again if you paid me. Wow. Couldn't. 
Wow. And again, it's just, it's another movie that had a decent enough premise, but it just didn't deliver on the potential what I was hoping it was going to be. Hmm. Alika, sir, what are your bottom two movies of the summer? I really only have a bottom one. Wow. Okay. If I had to, I can put another one on that list, please. but I don't want to because it doesn't deserve to be on a bottom list. It's okay. just not at the top of the great list. Oh, please. But everybody's list is going to have this movie. You just didn't see it, Gannon, so uh, Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, I'm sure if I did see it, it would have been there. Yeah. I'm sure it would. I'm sure you would have watched it. <laughs> can, can I put four. it this way? Dare I say that you would have substituted the gallows yeah. for Fantastic Four <laughs> on bad? your list. That bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if I had to fill the list out with another one, I'd put Pixels. But, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's not the greatest movie in the world, but I enjoyed it. It's enjoyably it. bad. Yeah. yeah. It was the second worst movie I saw all summer. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I enjoyed it watching with my son. Very cool. All right, so, format. Your bottom two movies My this list summer. is the same as the <laughs> Pixels and Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four because... Well, it just plain sucked. And Pixels, because it's it's such a slap in the face for people that grew up during that era. Could not agree more with you. Um, Pixels was on my third worst movie of the summer. It didn't make the top two. The top two movies for me was, if you want to talk about slaps in the face, that vacation movie with Ed Helms comes oh, in yeah, number you two. That, that movie oh, well, I didn't see was that, so. <laughs> horrendous. It is one of the worst movies I ever saw. And then number one... Just like you two gentlemen, Fantastic Four was the worst piece of fantastic crap that I've ever seen in my life. The crap-tastic four. Oh my gosh, it was Gabbage. horrible. It, they didn't do, they couldn't even do justice to Marvel's first family. And I think that's what's so maddening. Because it's so freaking depressing. It's just the movie's depressing, the characters depressing. You know depressing. what's awesome is this second wave of all this alternate storylines and concept art we're getting that... If they had done any of it, would have at least raised the score. Right? It would have been a better movie. I put like that, we're seeing all this. Right. Like, hey, look what they cut from the movie that could have been good. This is how stupid Fox is. Yeah. Like, what the heck are we doing? Well, Max here? Landis pr- planned out a trilogy. I remember Max Landis planned right. out a trilogy, and then they got rid of Max, which was a, a great. Uh, that was that was a great marketing move to get rid of the guy who knows something about the franchise. Yeah, that was beautiful. Stupid idiots. It was, they should have uh, just hired the pair of them because they, they did Chronicle together. They I have, worked well together. Yeah. I just have such a I have such a visceral reaction to Fantastic Four because. It felt so like it felt like a kick in the nuts. It literally felt like a kick in the nuts to anybody who's seen the film. That's like, why we know this thing's falling apart, but we're still gonna. We're make still it. gonna make it. We're gonna still stick to Get our in the vision. Studio. We don't care. We know how much this you guys sucks. Like so each screw- other. You got in a fight with the guy yesterday? We don't care. Get back on the set. Hey, listen. You know what, though? We're, this same argument that's being made right now is the same argument we're making for Mad Max because we didn't. they didn't care what they put up there. They put up, But at least they put up a decent film. They, they couldn't even make a decent film for Fantastic Four. Janet, I can't wait till you uh, get it, see this miserable piece of garbage. I can't wait to download it. <laughs> yeah, somebody illegally downloaded this thing. Stick it to Fox. One hit. <laughs> this is the least illegally downloaded movie. Ever. Just for reference, Nerdwatch neither could. The Roger Corman one is more downloaded than the 2015 version. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is piracy is a horrible crime. So do it to the Fantastic Four. Nerdwatch does not endorse the Fantastic downloading illegally downloading or condone illegal downloading of Fantastic Four. So let's just get that out of the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you're gonna do it, but if you're gonna do it, the movie to do it for it would be Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Absolutely right. All right, gentlemen. Not really. What an amazing, uh, uh, what an amazing summer we had. We got some great films. I thought that this was summer was gonna be uh, more than what we got, but we got some good films. 2016 looks like it's gonna be a better year for uh, uh, us nerd guys, especially those that are fans of DC. We're gonna get a lot of more, uh, a lot more input from the DC universe and see how well they do at the box office Deadpool. this coming year. We're getting Deadpool. We're getting... Right we're at the getting, start of the year, too, in February. Right at mm-hmm. the start of the year. We're, we're getting Warcraft. We're getting Suicide Squad. We're getting a bunch of stuff. Uh, X-Men, of course, as we know. Um, uh, Alika better be going to that movie with us. we got to see X-Men Apocalypse. I've again. seen every Fox Good. Marvel movie the opening night. Oh, I can't wait to hear... And him in the theater. Nothing has ever changed my opinion. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what it's like with him in the theater. Uh, they're purple. Why are they all purple? I don't, say anything. I don't do anything to ruin anybody else's experience because I know that Fox is doing just a dandy job by their own selves. By their own selves. Absolutely right. I don't need to heckle that. Well, gentlemen, 
we're going to cut this pod a little early. Well, surprisingly, I thought we were going for an hour and a half. We've only been going on for about an hour now. Time for us to get out of here, boys and girls. We're wrapping up for the radio. It's right. Uh, We're wrapping. Well, not just wrapping up for the radio. We're wrapping up for the commentary, which is coming up. Uh, We got a commentary. Uh, You guys voted on it. It has happened. The commentary that the Nerd Watch is doing tonight for you guys is John Carpenter's Escape from L.A. Uh, This is the sequel to Escape from New York, uh, one of one of John Carpenter's classic films. This film that we're doing was a box office bomb, but I think it is an absolute. Uh, classic, underrated classic, uh, Escape from L.A. starring Kurt Russell. A lot of fun. We're going to be doing commentary on it. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of trivia about it, talk about its stars. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff, like just like we have before with uh, uh, Poltergeist and Demolition Man and Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. So Escape from L.A. is going to be our latest commentary for the Nerdwatch commentary series. So make sure you guys look for that. Download that when you see it, all right? Gentlemen, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, for this, uh, for another week, uh, man, I can't believe it's almost fall. We're in September. Can you believe that? I, All that means is that we're getting new Star Wars in just a couple months. That's yeah. right, man. Yes. Episode 7, That's man. all that means to me. <laughs> That's all that means to you. I'm telling you, it's going to be an, am- right. an amazing end of the year. I cannot wait to talk more about what's happening with <laughs> these guys. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you guys come and visit uh, the one and only uh, Maui Comics and Collectibles here on the lovely island of Maui. Uh, when you're down here in the area, 333 Dairy Road, uh, check him out. Uh, new Comic Book Wednesday, every single Wednesday. New comics on the shelf. Come and admire... Uh, uh, the comics come and buy some comics. Uh, if you more importantly, buy the comics. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> We're okay with people coming and admiring. We've got a incredibly high grade run of Bronze Age X Men right now, and but they like you more if you buy them. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so uh, check them out. Three 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 Dairy Road. It is Maui. Comics and collectibles uh, owned by the one and only Alika. Want to send a big thank you out to Alika for providing his space to us every Tuesday night. It is certainly appreciated more than you know, and uh, we love doing it here. It is uh, it's a great space for the nerds to converge. So uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Is that going to be our bumper sticker? I think it is. Nerds to converge. Absolutely. And want to send a big shout out to uh, our friends on the radio as well at KAKU eighty eight point five. Uh, want to send them a big shout out as well for listening to us on the radio every Thursday at 3 p.m. So thank you guys very much for that and uh, the opportunity to uh, have you guys uh, or have us in your radio, which is really cool. Hopefully we didn't put you to sleep. Ah, absolutely. How can you? This is a this is fun, uh, a captivating material here. This is this is this is my B grade material that I'm doing right now. He did, didn't he? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up, we've got our commentary. Listen for that. Uh, we're out of time. Format: Gannon, Alika, uh, Silent Sean is in the house, Howard and, and all hail Howard Rockman, uh, a uh, one of the uh, true greats in the comic book business, will be here. And we're going to be doing a special pod. We'll uh, come up with a time. We'll talk some comic books for sure. So until next time, peace out, much love, and most assuredly, always stay nerdy. And until next week, we say to you. Aloha! Aloha.